most prized possession on the shelf over here. I or can, one of them. I'll, I'll show you. I'll bring it down so the camera can see it. Oh, man. On this wall, probably, I have the original Spider-Man action figures. Nice. From the first... That's a car. From the first movie. So this is a, a two-pack uh, Green Goblin and Spider-Man. So this one is worth about six hundred dollars wow so um just because it's a two-pack and uh it's so rare and uh so where did you get it uh i got it from a buddy of mine who has a bunch of spider-man stuff and i actually started buying them before all of this spider-man craze started happening i don't know if you've heard about all of it it, is it very recent? I well, mean, I yeah. Know there's been a few movies out recently in the past 10 years. Well, the, they just brought back Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Cool. Yeah, so that's why those ones are shooting up in value ridiculously. And um, I got them before all of this started to happen, so I'm so thankful that I'm not paying as much as I did for those figures now. They have appreciated significantly. Yeah. You're yeah. a wise investor. I am. I, I gotta say, I am. But, but you only uh, invest in things that you enjoy yourself, right? That is starting to change because <laughs> a younger self would buy the Spider-Man action figures and buy the the comic books or the you know the autographs from from different various people. But uh, I'm now investing in in other places as well. Right. I'm trying to play in the market. Yeah, trying to diversify. A little crypto? <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. I have a little bit of crypto, but that's not where all of my eggs are. So, yeah. Diversification. Are you in, are you in a, a little bit of crypto yourself? or I, A little bit is exactly how to describe it, just, just to be part of the action. You know? mm -hmm. And I'm not doing okay. No? No. It's okay. That's all right. I mean... But I did buy Moderna at $27, so. Moderna. Moderna, the, oh, the vaccination. The stock, the yeah. stock price. Oh, okay. While it was still in trials. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, it was all right. Is it dropping now? I'm... I sold it a long time ago, but, oh. but right on. I did okay with that one. Oh, as long as you can. And we're not going to talk on. about all my bad plays. No, no, definitely <laughs> In not. the stock market or anywhere else right um but i'm glad to have you back on it's been over a year since we talked the first time so thank you for agreeing to come on again oh it's my pleasure i'm glad you're you're popping them out still and yeah. I, I looked i saw your uh, you also produced a movie uh pursue pursue <laughs> persist pursue and carry on uh right yeah yeah and persevere is in there somewhere yeah there's all kinds of words they're all what the guests that i had on told me the advice that they told me so right it seems a little i don't know the word for it but uh it is a it is a lengthy title but uh i'm very proud of of what i what i came out with walked away with you got you got to check it out a little bit of it i have not seen it i just noticed that you had done it mm -hmm. and i said oh mitchell ryan <laughs> you know you mitchell yeah, we've worked together a couple of times, I think, you know, way back in the day. Um, 
I remember one time he was uh, he was playing the president of the United States in a CBS miniseries called oh, Favorite yeah. Son, uh, and uh, I was his weaselly assistant. And uh, they ended up making a turn it into into the series Mancuso FBI that I that I did playing a different character, but with Robert Loggia. But yeah, Mitch is a Mitch is a great guy. Yeah, I and you mentioned you had Ed Asner on too, right? Yeah, I went down the the route of I think I talked to a man named Jack Betts who was a spaghetti western actor mm -hmm. and so he he was actually in the same hotel as Clint Eastwood in in Italy where they had the 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 Hollywood in Italy I forgot where exactly that was but uh they he had a contract and uh, his contract was for everywhere except Canada and the United States, whereas Clint Eastwood's was everywhere and Canada and the U.S. So he was this big star in Italy and whatnot. Right. And it was really, really inspiring. So I thought, Why okay, would they cool. construct a contract like that? To I don't know. To protect Clint Eastwood? Give him no competition in, in that market? When you say it like that, I mean, it is Clint. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But, I mean... He said himself, I don't know why my my manager agreed to the contract. And uh, I'm like, neither do I. That sounds like a pretty crappy contract. But he's a 93 now and lived a good life. He was actually Doris Roberts' best friend. They oh, were okay. best friends. Yeah, he yeah. was he escorted her to all the different uh, red carpets and stuff like that. But right. that's what led me to interviewing Elder actors and actresses or I should say veteran uh, actors and actresses and and then I even got to people on long different careers like Lois Lowry the author of The Giver and uh, yeah Ed Asner and even Carol Burnett came on yeah that must have been neat I got the the email went to my spam folder and I saw it and then I said Carol Burnett would she has agreed I'm like this has been in my my junk folder for two weeks now Right. So, you know, you had, you had to add Carol Burnett to your contact list. Yeah. I know. It was a private number, but I'm still hoping for a Christmas phone call or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's been new with you since, since everything? I mean, <clears throat> well, last week we just finished um, a new Netflix series called Partner Track um, about, you know, you're on track to make partner at the law firm. And, uh, you know, I'm, do, I'm in five of the 10 episodes. It's, it's a lot like my role in, uh, in uh, Dr. Death. It's a perfect gig for me. Uh, you know, I was employed for more than four months and I, I had to go in like, you know, one, uh, once every two weeks, you know, right. to shoot a scene. So for somebody as lazy and unambitious as myself, it was the perfect gig. But it should be good. It'll be out on Netflix in the fall. Right on. How has the industry changed? I mean, it's it must have changed quite significantly when with the lifting of restrictions and whatnot. Well, they haven't been lifted on the sets. They're still, oh. you know, they're still very rigid uh, with masking and, and testing and vaccination, and rightfully so. I mean, the job I just finished they uh, uh, they were supposed to end three weeks earlier, I, I think. And uh, it got pushed back a couple of times because people were getting sick. So, right. 
as long but, as you're getting uh, paid. I mean, an extra, extra few. Well, weeks unfortunately, it, it, uh, it I, I couldn't take my my trip to San Diego to see my kids. Oh, uh, that got knocked out, which is unfortunate because, uh, you know, in the middle of February, where are you? You're up in Canada somewhere, right? Yeah, Niagara Falls. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's uh, pretty cold up there right now. It's pretty cold here and nasty too in New Jersey. Where and, are you, uh, Jersey? Yeah, I look forward to that that February trip to San Diego to see my kids and war break up winter a little bit. Yeah. I get tired of winter. Winter's so tiring. Jersey's probably about the same, isn't it? Did you guys get hit by that snowstorm? It, it, it used to be, you know, I grew up here. We used to have a lot of snow. Now, now maybe we'll get a snowstorm twice a year for, you know, five, six inches. That's it. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the things have changed a lot because of COVID in the industry. Now all of our auditions are <clears throat> like you and I are doing here, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I, I don't think they're ever going back. You know, the casting directors can see 15 times as many people in a day. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, and it's worked out well for me because they, people can't see how short I am. So they, they give me the job. I've been working a lot since then. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, convinced it's because I can't see how, how short I am. Right on. But so how many auditions do you think that you do in the, the span of, let's say a month, I guess, just for. It varies. Yeah. It varies, you know. Because I'm looking into it myself. I, I used to do it when I was young, young. I was on a TV show called, and this is going to be cut out, Paranormal Survivor. Oh, right. Yeah. It still airs on TV. And this, it's little uh, silent on camera gig. And uh, so I've been thinking about diving into that world. But where to start? I mean, where to start? That's <laughs> the question. Well, you've got, well, another way things have changed is you, you probably have uh, some a good amount of social media followers, right? It grows. Go ahead, brag slowly. a little bit. Yeah. It grows slowly. Right. I, well, that's big of getting but, casting now, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. How many followers do they have? Yeah. But you should do it, Dad. You got a good look. You're a personable young man. You're smart. You. you know. Thank you. Do you have your guitar? I, I work with, you know, a bunch of Canadians all the time. They're, yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> do you do a lot of filming in Atlanta? Uh, no, I haven't filmed in Atlanta in a long time, but there are a lot of shows there. I auditioned for a couple of shows last week that, uh, mm -hmm. that shoot in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I want to go down to see the Center of Puppetry, Puppetry Arts, which is has all of Jim Henson's works in there. That would uh -huh. be really cool. But uh, yeah, I heard the same thing. Atlanta is basically the new Hollywood. There's all of the Marvel movies are filmed there. Right. All on big film sets in... Uh, in Atlanta and it, I was thinking are you a fan at all what's your take on superhero movies because you could definitely be a bad guy it, just from the works that I've seen you in before I know that you've got the bad bone what do you think? I'm too I'm too short you're too short yeah <laughs> they wouldn't know that you know what actor wouldn't want to be on a franchise movie like that or one of those right. but uh you know, I, I, I don't watch them. Uh, mm. I've, I've never gotten excited by action movies for some reason, you know, no. even even like Bullet, the car, the car chase it goes on too long for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I agree. 
I just I watched a movie last night called Private Life with uh, uh, Paul Giamatti, and it's a very low key, just talky, and uh, I like boring movies like that. Right. Well, I mean, this character-driven, boring movies, but that's just for me watching. You know, right. if someone were to offer me a villain role in a Marvel movie, I don't think I'd turn it down. Of course not. But <laughs> what genre, what are some, okay, what are some of your favorite movies then, if you think that your taste is so boring? I have to disagree. I, I have such a wide taste as well. What are some yeah. of your favorites? Oh, superlatives. Boy, there's so many good movies. Uh, yeah. um, what pops into my head? Uh, a Birdman with Michael okay. Keaton. Okay. And uh, a lot of it, but well, of course, I you know I relate to it as a as this you know old actor, but um, just the film work as well, I really appreciated. There was yeah. uh, there was no cuts in it, in any of it. Uh, it was just one big long take, pretty much. I mean, yeah, they did cut. They they would go to a, a brick wall of a building and then. And then continue on, but during scenes there was no cuts. Uh, yeah. So I really appreciated that. And I remember once I, I think it was who was, was it Seth Rogen? Yeah, Seth Rogen's in it. He was he was like in the fifth building that this take was going to happen to. You know, it, it happens on stage, backstage. He runs out into the alley, goes down the street, hops into a bodega, comes out, and then goes into Seth Rogen's store. And the this, the take is like fifteen minutes long, and. Right. And Seth Rogen's sitting there, he's the last guy. And he goes, if I blow my mind, <laughs> I just right. cost millions of dollars and we're gonna have to do this all over again. Just don't blow your line. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some scenes from the movie and, and stuff like that. Um, camera work, I, I can agree, I agree that uh, it's something special for movies like that. I'm a big Wes Anderson film uh, fan. Have you ever seen any of his movies? Sure, quirky stuff all over. Yeah, it. yeah. It kind of reminded me of, of stuff that he does with the long, the long pans and the POV shots. It's it's different. It, there's it's unique, I guess. It has character. Go ahead. Filmmaking is, is very often a, a feats of strength. Uh, what can we do yeah. uh, all together? Like I think of The Revenant. Every single setup was a logistical nightmare, and everyone's freezing. And uh, <laughs> somehow they got all that equipment up there, you know, the, the jibs up on the mountaintop. How did you do that? You know, yeah. um, so it's fun to watch people pull off those stunts, you know, just oh, of, yeah. of muscle filmmaking. For sure. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions about Lost because we always end up going down that road such right. a prominent and uh, still today I'm part of a group on Facebook. I got a few questions for you later on, but uh, Lost is still around and, and people are still watching it. And I was wondering. I... And there's there's still making uh, ripoffs of it. Right. <laughs> I see I see advertising all the time for shows that that just look like Lost. Manifest, I think. Was yeah, the big right. Show. Yeah. Right. Um, well, why not? You know, it was a groundbreaking series. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I still think the first hour of that was some of the best television ever. Yeah. Lost? Yeah, the first hour. Yeah. Before things yeah. 
got confusing. They were just awesome and and yeah, thought provoking. Yeah. For sure. But I was going to ask you how you are reminded of it. Do you see it in your day to day life? Do you think about it? No, no, no. Well, my wife was in Hawaii uh, earlier uh, this month. She she was there for two weeks, and uh, and I couldn't go because of she. Well, I wasn't going to go. I was going to go to San Diego, like I told you, to see my kids. And on the right. way back, she was going to stop and, and hang out with us for a little while. Uh, but when when we talk about Hawaii, we remember when we were there for Lost and places we went, and wonder if that's still there. So, yeah. so yeah, Lost came up in that conversation, but only because of the hotels and the restaurants. Yeah. I wanted to also ask because we both talked about Ed Asner, and, and you said that you had worked with him as well. What story you have with Ed? <laughs> <clears throat> Well, it was fun. It was a TV movie with Ed Asner and um, Mary Tyler Moore. It was their reunion. I think it was like 1996 or something. And uh, so that was kind of fun. I remember walking into our one day of a rehearsal and, and seeing Ed Asner and Mary Tyler Moore sitting there yeah. together, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, he and I got along real well. He's a great guy. I, I remember busting his chops. You know, he's very... Uh, very politically active oh yeah and just to bust his chops i i said something i think it was prop 86 in california at the time that was had racist overtones to it and and i said something in support of it and uh it came up in the conversation and i yeah. I, I did it just to see his reaction and oh. <laughs> he was, was a pit one. he was a pit bull he was ready to go and yeah. i said i'm just kidding that <laughs> yeah yeah when I was researching him, a, a lot of the footage that I saw of him in documentaries and whatnot uh, definitely didn't calm my nerves about going into the interview <laughs> because Ed was, according to everybody, he was the he's a grump. And um, oh. when I got onto the call with him, he was he was very sweet and he he parted a lot of wisdom and. Uh, I was going in there just like when I was about to go on the phone with Carol Burnett and uh, and my nerves are just like, oh boy, this is, this is uh, a lot. And, yeah. uh, but when I got on it, like you said, I mean, he's, he's a nice guy and he, he, he really, uh, I was, I was scared, but he made it easy for me. And then at the end of the interview, he said that he, he had a, a good time and that I'm a good interviewer. So I'm very thankful for that moment, Yeah, you know? Um, I think, uh, you know, the little time I spent with him, I think that grumpy uh, persona is, you know, his character. Yeah, it uh, is. That he, that he plays. He was, a, he was always a sweetheart. But I wouldn't want to get into a political argument with him. No, no, I would not. He's uh, very well informed and, and vehement in his positions. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, because I have you here now and this is kind of my updated interview because everything that I did back when COVID first started, I can't wait to never say that word again. Um, it was all experimental. And which is why I appreciate everybody who did agree to come on with me because I am some kid from Canada who I'm not kidding anymore. I turned 18. Yeah. I was just thinking you can't get away with that anymore. Devin. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. You're still a young man, but you're not kidding. 
but we're here now and uh despite the all the is... comic books and figurines yeah behind. yeah so backdrop everybody um <laughs> but i also wanted to hear from you a little bit about uh why you started acting where you started acting like how you started going down that road as broad of a question as it is you can give me whatever kind of answer you'd like well that's an easy one for me i grew up in a family that uh, community theater was my parents hobby uh, they were always presidents of whatever local community theater wherever we lived and uh i was i was on stage when i was six seven years old and uh I enjoyed it and I just kept doing it and uh, and that was it and that was it <laughs> you know I moved to New York uh, right after high school and uh, I started working you know I got lucky mm -hmm. yeah right and on. that's it sweet yeah. what wisdom do you have to part <laughs> I know to someone who would say yeah I want to be an actor yeah I mean in today's time it's so different right I mean Everybody oh, wants yeah. to be an actor now. I, when I first moved to New York, I just sent my picture and resume to every casting director in, in town, and I got a call. You you can't do that anymore. You know, Not really. You, no, unsolicited material to a, an agency or a management company now probably goes right in the right in the uh, circular pile. Yeah. My my advice would be, uh, you know, <clears throat> don't. Don't do this unless you really have to, right. unless it's unless it's what you've got to do. Right. I mean, I just, I was lucky. My parents took me into New York all the time when I was a kid, and and I would I would see plays, and I just thought the whole thing was magic, uh, yeah. and I wanted to be a part of it, and I was already a part of it, you know, and uh, and I, that's what I wanted more than anything. Well, after I couldn't hit a curveball. You know, I, I would have played baseball if I could have, right. but uh, yeah, because it's the only sport that takes short guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my advice would be don't don't do it unless you really have to, unless you think it's it's part of you. It's, it's what yeah. you need to do. You don't want to be on your deathbed saying I should have uh, about anything in life. You know, yeah. I should have tried, but it's a, it's not an easy life, you know most yeah the vast majority of people don't make a living doing it that's for sure right so yeah i hear a lot of and, that and it it except for the art of writing or the profession of writing there is no career with more inherent rejection it just you know i'm lucky if i right. get four i figured it out i get like four percent of my auditions you've nailed it down to a percentage yeah, over 40 years of working, how many times I audition a year, rough, how many jobs I get, you know, I, I figured it's like 4%, you know, and I make a pretty good living doing this. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so what's the percentage for people who don't make a good living doing this? Right. You know? Right. And I talked um, to, a, I talked to a friend of mine is he's, he's maybe 30, wonderful actor. And uh, he had 16 auditions last year. That was it. You know, actors count things like that when they're so few, when they're easy to right. count. Um, you know, so it's just tough for him. And he's as good as anybody. Yeah. So. But if you got to do it, do it, man. Yeah. If you got to do it, do it. 
if it's in your bones, do it. Yeah. If not, get a regular job and do community theater on the weekends like my parents did. Yeah. You get all the camaraderie and the, and the exhilaration, uh, you know, and your life doesn't depend on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You mentioned writing. Do you, do you write yourself very often? Um, I've, I've, um, I've had several short films. Uh, a few of them have won dozens and dozens of awards, uh, writing awards. Um, some of them, I wrote a book once that uh, got the best fiction award at the Southern California Writers Conference and the La Jolla Writers Conference, and, and, it, and it goes nowhere. But I did make some friends at these, at these places that, uh, matter of fact, uh, you know, very successful writer uh, I met said that to me, uh, that uh, <laughs> why would you pick a job that, that, the only job that has more inherent rejection than acting? That's where I got that line that I, I, I said to you earlier. Oh yeah? Yeah. Do we know who this is? Um, well, uh, she wrote a, a book that was made into a movie called Pay It Forward. Okay. Her name's Catherine Ryan Hyde. She's, okay. she's been on the New York Times bestseller list many times. Right. Right on. But uh, Fred, if we could dive into some fan questions, that'd be awesome. Sure. Which means we have to strap our, our thinking caps on <laughs> for for answers because they just want to know right from Marshall. They want you to be Marshall Edwards and, and have the answers. So let's pretend we do. Oh, but before that, you they have want your me in character? Hand. No, they don't want you in char character, but the questions that they're asking, it's like, okay, I don't think that Fred will definitely know the what I, would that's the first thing that popped into my head. I'm probably not going to know any of these answers. They're, they're, they know better than I do. But that's, I think that's well, let's what's give it a fun shot. about it. But before I get into that, I wanted to know if you have your guitar. I do. Because last time. Yeah, I couldn't play that song. I have trouble playing in front of people. Like my, my fingers seize up. It's, I, I, I don't I get stage exactly fright. I know what you mean. Huh? I know what you mean. Like, yeah. I don't people... get stage fright acting, but I can't play guitar. Right. But I can play Wish You Were Here Now. Okay. I nailed it. I did get it. So I'm going to... Let's, let's, let's hear it. I'm going to play it because just to anybody who's seen both interviews, this will follow up and, and it makes sense. So <laughs> whether or not I can do it uh, with you on call or on camera... It's a different question because uh, every time I record, it, it just doesn't really work. But we'll give it a shot. I'll do the intro. And you're talking yourself right out of it now, Devin. Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> All right, so.
Good job. And that is that is the entire year since we last played. Yeah, you've done nothing but practice that. <laughs> that has been my. Oh man. Okay. I'm just I'm just gonna reboot the camera because it's a pain in the butt. But uh, okay. Fan questions. Fan questions. Fred, I didn't even ask. You mind being called Fred, or, or do you prefer Frederick? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Do you prefer uh, Dev or Devin? I prefer Dev. You got it. Doesn't matter though. <laughs> when people call me Devin, it's okay. It's right. all right. All right. So this is from the Ancient Darkness on Reddit. He said, "Did you watch Lost? And if you did, how many times?" Um. I I did watch Lost probably the first season, and uh, and whenever I was on, to, to be honest. Fair enough. Pocket Small sixteen on Reddit asked, "How long did it, the makeup take to put the shrapnel in your stomach?" Oh, <laughs> that was that was a tough day actually because where they had it, it was right below. It was right right on my diaphragm. Right. And no matter how hard I tried, even when I was holding my breath, it would wobble back and forth, like with my pulse. Mm. It started angering J.J. Abrams, I remember. <laughs> um, but put, you know, it, it wasn't all that long. It just trying to get it not to wobble was a problem. And then when I was lying down there, uh, a scorpion crawled up. Right, some some guy in the crew comes up and he he goes, "Don't move." <laughs> I don't know how dangerous the Hawaiian scorpions are. I didn't even know they had scorpions in Hawaii. They do. Neither did I. But, uh, That's pretty interesting. I would have just freaked right out. And uh, another thing I remember from lying down there, you know, you think you think spending all that time lying on a beach in Hawaii would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I can't wait for this. But, you know, they put sticky blood all over you. There's sand stuck to you. Um, it's getting hot. And uh, it, it became tiresome real quick. And there was one yeah. time uh, uh, Jorge had to pass out and fall on top of me. Yep. Jorge's 350 pounds, probably, at this time. And I almost died. I almost died under there. And he's yeah. probably just, he's probably sweating his butt off. <laughs> yeah, he probably wasn't having much fun either. He was, he's a wonderful guy. He's, oh, he's yeah. so friendly and funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Before I go to the next one, I want to ask, because nobody responded in any of the supernatural groups or anything like that, but I wanted to know, what your experience was in a nutshell working on Supernatural? It was a ton of fun. The character was so much fun because it completely over the top. I could chew scenery with abandon and, and impunity. And um, having the, the uh, contact lenses in was, was interesting because I, I couldn't see. I could right. see light sources and, and that was it. Um, so it was an interesting acting exercise for a while, whose novelty wore off pretty quick. Um, but just navigating that was always a lot of fun. Uh, right. I, I did scenes where I'm, 
and I'm always walking on you know, gravelly road or through the woods or something. And I can't see, and there's roots and rocks and, and a lot of scenes I, you don't see off camera. Uh, I'm holding a grip's hand. <laughs> oh yeah. <Got laughs> just, just, just to make sure I'm going in the right place and I don't fall down. Um, the, the boys are, uh, they're, they're really wonderful guys. They, they really are. Uh, it was nice to see, you know, I'd come back every now and then and, and they're all incredibly rich and incredibly famous now. And, and, and they haven't changed at all. They're, they're sweet guys. That's good when fame, fame doesn't taint because then you can yeah. remain in good friends and good spirits and, and whatnot. Um, you had about you. Prof Smoke on Reddit and Martin on Facebook actually asked the same question. Where do you think that uh, your character in Lost would have gone if he survived? What do you think Kate and Edward's relationship would have looked like once they realized help wasn't coming? Well, he did survive. He's in the last episode chasing Kate away from the airport. Um, I, I think he, being the world's worst law enforcement officer, um, I think he finally got fired. They caught on to him and uh, he was working as a security guard in a uh, used car lot, yelling at kids. Yep, there's your answer. <laughs> Oh, no, he really was the world's worst law enforcement officer. Yeah. I mean, this is a little 100 pound girl who beats him up every time they get together and he loses her again. It yeah. was pretty pathetic. It's a pretty, pretty bad game of cat and mouse. Yeah. I got to meet Evangeline in Toronto a few years ago and she was sick, but so I got a fist bump. <laughs> and, uh, I told her I watched Lost when I was 12 and she's like, oh, that's a little young. I'm like, yep, definitely was, definitely was a little young, but uh, still was, it and is. did you say, and I've been in love with you ever since? <laughs> no, I didn't no. get to that part. It just kind of stuck here right. about, <laughs> and then it didn't go any further than that. Right. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks, Fred, for joining me on the Dev Show again. It's been swell. It has been fun. All right, and uh, we'll talk to you in a year from now. Okay, and I'll, I'll right. work on the tune. Sounds good. Right, yeah, then. you work on your you work on your guitar. Sweet. <laughs>